Well, hello, hello. How are you doing, everybody? How are you doing? You know who this is. This is S. Anthony Thomas, and this is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number 199. Oh, yeah. Can you say milestone coming up? Because episode number 200 will be, well, obviously the next one, because that's how numbers work. <laughs> It's really weird. I'm actually going to be doing episode number 200 next week. It'll be, uh, uh, yeah, the 1st of February actually will be the uh, episode number 200. It's really weird, man. I mean, when you think about it, you know, 200, 200 episodes, a nice round number. And the majority of them have been an hour long, which means... You know, I mean, I know the first few were, 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 you know, some of them were short, like 10, 12 minutes. And then, uh, and then they kind of built up to about 45 minutes and that. And then, then for a while, they were actually a little bit longer than an hour, you know. And then I kind of settled on, you know, anywhere between 60 and 75 minutes is about right once a week. That would, that would be about right. Am I right? Of course you're right. Why, thank you. I know what you're thinking. You're probably going, that was just you making a high voice. No, 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 that was not me. That was the collective voice of who? My beautiful bastards. And maybe even the collective voice of who? My Pottern family. But I think about episode number 200. I don't even know what I'm going to do, episode 200. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to put together some clips. I have them ready, but I... If I decide to do a clip show, I have them ready. Or maybe I'll just do a regular episode and just acknowledge that it's episode number 200. But as I do episode number 199, I just sit back and I think, wow, man. I'm starting to get to the point now where it's like maybe the milestones will kind of stretch out more. You know, maybe I won't make a big deal out of 300 or 400 or 500, you know. But let's be honest, I'm kind of going to do make a big deal out of that shit okay let's keep it real <laughs> now let me ask you a question now i'm on the east coast i'm in you know right now and you know so obviously i had the joy of dealing with her s- s- snow blizzard 2016 <laughs> can you survive it and uh i'll be honest with you it really wasn't that bad it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Because the funny thing about it is, is like they, they realize now that they have to make it, they have to always give you the worst case scenario. So you can't say that you weren't, that you weren't warned. Right. They actually ran people. People will run a meteorologist out of town. If they go, well, there's a 70% chance you're going to get 18 feet of snow. But you know, the weather models there's still a 30% chance that you won't get any because you never really know what people will latch on to, especially nowadays. People don't pay that much attention to certain things. You know, they'll read a headline and then they'll get all outraged about it and they won't, they won't click on the headline and find out that it's a satirical magazine and that what they're getting outraged on never actually happened. It was merely a joke. Oh, that requires too much effort. I have to click something and then read for 10 seconds. I'm not doing that crap are you kidding i'd rather spend that 10 seconds being outraged about something that didn't actually happen 
So I understand. I understand why they have to give you the the, the, the worst case scenario for the storm, because if because if you really think about it, there's really no loss in it for them. If they do, in fact, give you the worst case scenario, especially if they preface it, they go, well, if everything if this storm holds, it's, it's, it's true. If this storm holds, if things keep going the way they're going, you're going to have this, that and the other happen and this could happen and then double this and then triple that and quadruple this and all of that crap. All of that can happen in badness and awful awfulness and double snow and quadruple snow and all of that crap and you sit there going oh no hope double snow and triple snow and all of that crap doesn't happen and then when it's just double snow not triple snow just double snow you go hey i'm glad all of that crap didn't happen but i'll tell you one thing my friend one of my favorite things one of the things that makes me very very happy i shouldn't say very very happy but it amuses me i'll I'll put it that way i don't want to you know, jump into the you know hyperbolic bluster here. I'll just say it amuses me. It amuses me when there's an all hands on deck approach to the weather. You know, because you know there's there's like there's the main meteorologist, then there's the the other meteorologist, and there's the person who comes in on the weekend. And then there's the person that works back in the office, never gets on the air until somebody's on vacation or it's Christmas or Thanksgiving. And you're going, who the hell is this? And that's the person that comes in there, and then somebody gets sick, and somebody comes. There's always all of that crap. But when they have a snowstorm someplace, especially if it's the first big snowstorm. Oh, it's a all hands on deck marathon. Everybody, everybody that has anything to do with being a meteorologist, even someone that that uh, that walked by a place that taught the, the, the subject. Did you walk by that school for meteorology? Yeah, I did. You're good enough. Get in here and get on air and start talking about how deep the snow is. And make sure you have a plastic ruler to jam into the snow to tell people how deep it is, because that's what you see. You know, I want to say right now, Bill, it's exactly. See, they they be called for 17 inches of snow, and this is a ruler, and I'm going to stick it into the snow right here. See how it goes in there? Because the snow has, and now it's seven inches of snow. Now, this is not a scientific study. No, taking this ruler and jamming it into a pile of snow by a fire hydrant is not really the the, the scientific way of studying the snow and measuring it. We know it's not the scientific way. Damn it. You got that people outside, stupid anecdotes and hi, I'm sitting on this big pile of snow. Did you know that snow is cold? And many times when you see snow, it the color is white. Really? Is snow white and cold? I did not know that. Thank you very much. I am so glad you took up airtime to tell me that snow is cold and white. Thanks a lot. You know what? As it turns out, I'm about to make this little area of the snow right now warm and slightly yellow. Cut, cut. He's going to pay cut. (laughs) But it is kind of fun, though, to see that on TV. The part that's not fun is having to deal with it because every time you see snow, uh, you know, you see it in these, you see it in those careers. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> and everybody has their perfect little snow outfits on, you know, and everybody's looking all great and they're drinking hot cocoa with marshmallows and the marshmallows are, are actually ice skating across, across the hot chocolate in the cup and doing figure skating moves and all of that crap and everything's just great and wonderful and nobody's really cold for some reason there's no 
then the, the breath is not cold. You don't see that, that that steam coming out of their mouth. None of that. It's just everything's perfect. They make snow angels and somehow their coats don't get wet. That's what I love about that. That's how perfect snow is when you watch a TV commercial or you get one of those stupid Christmas cards and you see the people there. Hey, let's throw some snowballs and it's all great and they're all gravy and everyone's having a great time and all of that crap and it looks so great. But let's be honest. Let's talk about the evil behind snow. Oh, snow looks so pretty, doesn't it? Oh, it's so wonderful. It's the best. Oh, look how look at that. Oh, let's take a picture of it and put it on Instagram and Twitter and Tumblr and all of that crap. Let's do that. Ah, it's so great. It's great because you're in a house taking pictures of it. But you know what comes next, my friend, don't you? Oh, yeah. You got to take your punk ass out there and shovel that crap. Oh, no. See, when you're watching the snow come down, all you if you really look at it, all you're watching is it's like it's like it's like it's like watching the rest of your day just kind of slip away. Because the more snow comes, the longer it's going to take to shovel that crap. And the longer it takes to shovel that crap, the less crap you're going to get to do. And if you're like me, your back is probably hurting from shoveling that crap. I had to shovel a freaking three feet of snow. And then I had to dig out the mighty Toyota Camry because I didn't want the mighty Toyota Camry to be covered in snow in case I had to leave and do something because if the mighty Toyota Camry is snowed in, then I, then I can't drive the mighty Toyota Camry. So I dig out the mighty Toyota Camry and my back's going, you know what? I don't like you anymore. When I said shut up back, we have to dig out the mighty Toyota Camry. I should have just paid some kids to do that crap. I really should. But the funny thing about it is I have rejected the kids advances so often that they don't even approach me anymore to shovel, man. It's, it's, it's like it's like it's like you ever just approach a girl and you just you keep asking her out and she blows you off so many times you don't even waste your time you don't even lust after her anymore you don't fantasize about it anymore she can walk past you and and, and sweatpants and her ass could be jiggling and her ass they literally her butt cheeks could be going hey put whipped cream on us and get in there and you'll go nah that's all right because now you don't want it anymore you're not interested anymore you've been rejected too damn much and you just don't want that anymore and I think that's what happened to the guys, the little punk ass kids who normally would shovel. Mr. Thomas has rejected him so many damn times. I'm the hot girl that they just realize they ain't never going to get any of that. And they had just given up on it. Well, I just want to, and I even went over and tried to get the, 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 the young people to shovel crap, you know, but the, but the thing is they thought they, they, they I didn't even actually just come out and say, Hey, Hey, Come shovel my crap. I was even like I was even like some some ladies that I knew that were that kind of flirted with you. You know, instead of just saying, hey, you're cute. Here's my number. They kind of flirted with you. Well, you know, if you're if you if you're at the point now where you reject the people that snow that that shovel the snow, you realize you were. I realized I think I was snow flirting with some dudes. I didn't you know, I mean, you know. It was really weird how it, I mean, because when you when you think about it, I'm going, did I just did I just snow flirt with a bunch of twenty year olds? I think I just I think I just snow flirted, you know. I just, I'm like, you know, so you walk over there, 
hey, you guys are doing a real good job on that on that yard on that yard over there. Real good job, you know. Yeah, boy, I bet I bet if you actually shuffled anybody else's yard, you'd probably do an equally good job there too. Yeah, we probably would. Yeah, I tell you, boy, that's a really nice shovel you got right there. I mean, that's the kind of shovel that, you know, is so efficient that you could probably add in like maybe one other person's yard and one other person's walkway and porch to shovel. I mean, I'm pretty sure you could do that. Uh, probably much. Yeah, because you were definitely some big, strong guys who could definitely handle a shovel job. You could probably handle a, a shovel job really good. I bet you you guys are the best shovelers in the world. Uh, we we can't talk right now. We gotta do. We gotta we gotta finish this up, Mister Thomas. Sorry. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just just admiring the fact that you guys have the most incredible shovels in the world, and you could probably do it a fantastic job of shoveling. I mean, anybody would be lucky to have their their the front of their house and the back of their house shoveled by you guys. Okay, Mister Thomas. Thanks a lot. We're gonna get in this truck and go away now. Damn it! I couldn't get any snow action. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry about that, guys. So I had to do the damn shoveling myself, and I don't like it. You know, it's gonna be weird. You're shoveling in front of your house, and you're watching little kids run around, and they're playing around and making little snow angels in the snow and making snowmen and all of that crap. And it's cute and everything. And it, it, like I said, it's another thing that looks cute from the outside. It looks cute. I remember when I had my nephews with me, and they were little boys, and they're running around in the snow. Oh, yeah, uncle. Ha, ha. And they're rolling around in the snow and making snow angels and snow this and snow that and all this crap. And I thought it was cute. And it's funny. Like, yeah, this is great. I'm spending time with my young nephews. They were little, little boys at the time. And it was great. They got to spend some, some time with Uncle S. And it was great. And he rolled around in the snow and all of that crap. And then you realize what you just did. Yes, it was fun to have a bonding moment with your young kid, tiny, tight nephews. But do you know what you just did, dumbass? Is what what I would say to myself if I had a time machine. I go back. That's great, and I wouldn't say that you shouldn't do this. But now all you have is two cold, wet kids and wet kid clothes, and you know daggone well what that means. Yeah, that's right. Now you got to clean the clothes. You just created another job for yourself, you bastards. Because if you have kids rolling around in the backyard in the snow, they don't stop at just rolling around in the snow. They're going to keep rolling around and rolling around and rolling around until now they've gotten past the snow and into the dirt. And now you have cold, wet, dirty kids. Great. Now you got to wash and dry and fold some clothes and you got to give two kids a bath. And that's always fun, isn't it? <sighs> also, could we stop with that snowball crap, please? Could we just cut that crap out? Could we not do that anymore? I'm sick of that. People just hitting you with snowballs. People throwing snowballs at cars. What kind of ridiculousness is that? People think that's acceptable. To just, you're driving down the street and you see you always see a bunch of jackass kids. They pop up from one of the cars on the curb and they pelt your car with snowballs. What is that crap? Or you have a significant other and when you're not looking or even not even not even a significant other, a friend of yours, you're not looking and they pick up a snowball and crack you in the back of the head with that crap. What is that garbage? You just you made ice balls while I'm looking down the street for something, and you 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 in in the in the 
30 seconds I was looking down the street for something, you went and made a bunch of ice balls and then decided to throw a projectile at the back of my head? What if I turned around and it hit me in the face? I shouldn't even say that because you probably would like that more. But we made that acceptable all of a sudden just because some snow came from the sky and just because the, the, the molecular nature of the snow and the mass and the way it's put together and all of that crap. We can scoop it up and very quickly make a weapon. What the hell? Is, why is that acceptable? Right. You would never see. I mean, you, you probably would never see a bunch of kids waiting at the street corner with a bunch of beer bottles, throwing them at cars that drove down the street. You wouldn't see a bunch of kids go, hey, look over there, and then bust another one in the back of their head with a Pepsi bottle. Hell no. Right? Your girlfriend will do that to you in a second. You're walking down the street. Hey, huh? Bang. You hit you in the chest or the face with a snowball. <laughs> and then she runs away. What kind of crap is that? And dudes do that, too. That's like your, your dude friends will do that. That's a, It's okay if it's your girlfriend. That's a little bit different because you take her to Bang City. So, you know, when she does stuff like that, it's acceptable. Why? Bang, city trips. But dudes will do the two, bow, ha, 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 and they run away. I was like, what the hell is this? You just, threw, you made something hard, and you threw it at me, and, and that's funny all of a sudden. Right? What the hell is that crap? You know? And they, they, they run away like, hey, let's play, huh? I'm like, dude, we're like, at the time, we're like 30, dude. I mean... I mean, if you want to have a snowball fight, just say, hey, let's have a snowball fight. I'm going to, of course, go, uh, I'm not five and then reject the idea. But at least let me, you know, let me be in part of making the decision. You don't just take something and bust somebody in the head with it. That don't make any sense. Right. That make any sense to anybody. Imagine if I was in the house and we're sitting there watching a UFC fight. And I decide, hey, I just realized that I have a bucket of apples on the table table in the kitchen and i walk into the kitchen and i grab an apple and i fling it at 40 80 miles an hour across the room and it bounces off the side of your face what the hell's wrong hey let's have an apple fight <laughs> that wouldn't be acceptable would it no you'd probably want to fight or at the very least you'd be upset with me so why is it okay just because it came out of the sky and you made it at least the apple was in my house and it was washed. You don't know if there's a little bit, there's a little bit of cat pee in that snowball. You bounced off my forehead, punk. You don't know that. You don't know what color cat pee is. You don't know if a cat peed in it and then there's some more snow game on top of it. And you don't even know that there's some cat pee in the middle of it. You have no idea, you bastards. <laughs> but that's always been weird to me, you know, that. We just we just accept people can pick up stuff on the ground and throw it at you, and that's supposed to be cute and funny. Stop that crap! I hate snow. You know we're gonna be we're gonna be dealing with this because as it turns out, schools are closed uh, over in Philly on Monday, so I guess that means it's the same thing in the surrounding areas. So now I don't have any kids, but now people that have kids, ha, you're stuck with them. Now, I don't know whether or not you're going to stay home with the kids. I don't know whether or not you can stay home with the kids because your job, you may have a job that's not closed. <coughs> you may still have to go to work, you know, and then you got your kids in the house. Oh, no. Right. It's bad enough when it's on the weekend. At least you have a week of building up to the horror of hanging out with your own children for those two days. You have a oh, God, here it comes. But this one came out of nowhere. Oh, no. 
You know how sometimes when something good happens, it's like finding a $20 bill on the street. Oh, yeah. You ever go into a store thinking you had $40 in your wallet, you open up your wallet and you got $20 in it and you realize that you spent it on something a couple of days earlier and you forgot about it or maybe you lost it or maybe it was stolen, but it doesn't matter. You thought you had 40 and you only got 20. Oh, no. Well, that's what it's got to feel like for parents when they think, hey, it's not a big deal, man. Monday's coming around. And what's it's going to snow on Friday? Not a big deal. It'll snow on Friday. We'll shovel it up Saturday. Sunday will be the the big cleanup. And then Monday will be back to normal. Oh, it's not going to it's going to snow Friday night into Saturday. Oh, OK. Well, well, either way, it, it snows Friday night into Saturday. So Saturday, what we'll do, we'll clean up Saturday, Sunday. Not that big of a deal. It'll be a little later, but at least it, was, it, 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 it snowed more than we thought. So um, you we it's it's going to snow all day Saturday. So it's not it's going to start Friday and then go all through Saturday and then stop on Sunday. So basically, we, so we're going to be shoveling on Sunday, and that means that Monday is going to be all messed up. I'm going to be in the house with uh, with the kids. Is there any way I could like pretend I'm too sick to deal with the children? I got to do it before she does because I know she, she trolled that crap on me last time talking about I'm so I feel so bad because you watch the kids, you know. And I'm saying I, sh- I should have known something was going on, you know. I feel so bad, Jim. Could you take care of the kids? And I said, Oh, sure, honey. And then I walk by the bedroom and I hear her on the phone, Jim's a dumb bastard. There's absolutely nothing wrong with me. <laughs> He's out there taking care of the kids. It was, I mean, I, I don't even know what the big problem is. Quite frankly, it's they're his kids too. So maybe he should take care of them. Okay. I mean, come on. I work just like he does. And he just comes back and he expects me to have a meal because I get home from work early than he does. In fact, I should, I'm, you know what? I was just going to act like I was sick today. And then let and then let him watch the kids today, just so I could have a day off, you know. But I'm gonna make I'm gonna I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna act like I'm sick for the whole week. That piece of shit, that bastard. I know what's going on there. I'm gonna act like you. Also, you gonna try to pull that trick on you know? I got news for you, honey. I can hear that shit, and I'm gonna get out of this. I'm gonna go into the I'm going to the, to the damn garage. I'm gonna take that nail gun and I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot. Yeah, I know I might be completely crippling myself and it may turn. I, I don't know. I might actually lose some, some body parts because of infection. But if she thinks she's going to top me with that whole, I don't, I don't feel well today. You watch the kids. I don't think so, honey. I got news for you. It'll hurt less having to sit there talking to our kids than it does shoot myself in the foot with this nail gun. And I just, oh, where's the nail gun at? Where's the nail gun? Ow, honey, honey, help. What? Let me go upstairs and see what's going on with her. I shot myself in the foot with this nail gun by accident. Damn it, she's always a fucking step ahead of me. Damn it. Okay, that would not happen. But, uh... But I just can't imagine just be, you know, getting stuck with your kids when you don't expect to get stuck with your kids. That's got to be a big, huge pain in the ass. You know? But then again, maybe you're lucky. Maybe you're the kind of person that really enjoys spending time with your kids. Maybe you, maybe you're one of those people that has good luck with with stuff like that. I, I I'm, I'm, I have a lot of good luck. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm assuming you guys have good luck, just like everybody else. Everybody else has. Everybody has periods of time when you have good luck. You know, 
I was lucky. The snowstorm wasn't as bad in my specific area as I thought. It was bad, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But I know now I'm a smart enough guy to know never get really arrogant when you're having good luck. Do not do that. Sometimes people get really good lucky with things and you know, maybe say you have four or five things happen in a row that 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 makes you feel lucky. You know, you ever just had one of those like a, a series, even even like whether it happens during the course of one day or it happens during the course of a week or even if it happens over the course of a month or a year where just things kind of line up for you and it just feels effortless. Even when you lays off and do something stupid, somehow, some way it still works out for you. I know you've done that before. I remember this happened to me. I was coming back from a gig. I was driving back from New York to uh, Philly. I was in Philly at the time. And I'm driving back and I see a gas station and I look at my gas gauge and I'm going, and I got enough gas. Now, what I forgot was the way that my get the way that the sensor in the in the in the in the, uh, in the gas tank of that specific car was apparently was on the left side because if the car was tilted to the left like if i was in a parking space that tilted to the left meaning toward the driver it looked like i had more gas in the car by the gauge and i actually did if and vice versa if the car was dipping to for whatever reason if, if i was parking on a grade that dipped to the passenger side of the car to the to the right it would look i had less gas in the car than i did so being lazy and deciding not to pay attention, I'm driving back and I'm heading towards Philadelphia and I know how many, I don't know how many miles are left. And I looked at the gas gauge. And as it turns out, when I was driving, the road was dipping to the left for a while. I'm sorry, not to the left. Yeah, to the left for a while, to the left, towards, the, towards my side, the driver's side. <clears throat> so it indicated more gas than I actually had. So I didn't stop at the gas station. I figured I'll just get back into Philly. I'll hit my local gas station, which is a couple blocks from my house. I don't feel like getting out of the car. And I know that the people at that gas station, you know, I don't have to worry. I mean, it's a pretty safe place. I get out. You know, the guy always, you know, he always has these dollar sodas that I like that are really good, like the really fruity type soda, like like grapes and oranges, you know, like mango, whatever, whatever. One of those sodas with a lot of different fruit flavors in it. <clears throat> so I get out, you know, so I figured I'd do that. And as I start traveling towards the city, I see how many miles towards the city. I forgot what the numbers was, but whatever it was, it was a little bit further than I wanted it to be. Because as, as, as the road evened out and I was driving on flat surfaces, I kind of looked back down at the gas gauge and realized this shit was now on E. And then I thought, oh, the fucking car was leaning to the past the driver's side oh i thought i had i thought i had more gas than i had and now i'm in i'm going oh don't leave me on the side of the road it's bad enough to be left on the side of the road you know but i just don't i feel like a complete dopey because this could have all been avoided had i just gotten gas right back there and i didn't do it because i figured i could get back to the house or get close to the house i was even thinking I'd, i would go back to the house not get gas at all get up in the morning and get gas and coffee figuring what difference does it make i'd have enough gas to drive two blocks who cares but i'm a dumbass at the time and i didn't have any gas in the car to speak of and I start to pull into Philadelphia. Welcome to Philadelphia, you dumb bastard. I hope you got gas because if you didn't, you're a real jackass. I'm saying that sign is too damn specific.
And then I kept driving and the next sign said, I mean, U.S. athlete, what the fuck were you thinking? I'm going, who put that sign there? That's too specific. And then the next sign said, ha, ha, ha. And I knew it was too specific. Damn you, Philadelphia. Treat one of your native sons better than that. And then I start to pull and I see the gas station. And the car starts to go. And no, the song, my car did not join a specific group of jazz singers that does acapella scatting. No, it had that sound of, I don't have any gas left. You should have gotten gas, you dumb bastard. And now I'm stepping on the accelerator and nothing is happening. And I'm coasting. And the car is getting slower and slower and slower and slower. And I'm hoping I'll don't let the car stop at this freaking intersection. Come on, man. Light changes. Just when I needed it to, I coast through the intersection. <coughs> and I, when I, I see the gas station, I turn the wheel. I'm still coasting. Don't touch the brakes. Can't touch the accelerator because that ain't going to do any good. But don't touch the brakes, jackass. And I don't touch the brakes. Car goes up the ramp. Car slowly drops and the car petered out right in front of a gas pump. In fact, my gas, the gas door was lined up with the gas pump. And I go in and I fill the car up. Luck. Get out of the car. I go home. And I sit down and I'm going, ah, man, I wanted to get something to eat, but I don't feel like getting up and going out and getting anything. Damn it. I'm just, ah, jeez, man. I need to go shopping. I I don't want to, I mean, I got food in here, but I don't want to, I have to, I don't want to make a damn meal. It's freaking too late. No, I just want something I could, I don't even know why I'm wasting my time going to the freezer. I know there's nothing in there. I walk to the freezer, pull the door up. Oh, there's a DiGiorno pizza sitting right there. Oh, yeah. Heat it up and I eat it. And during the next course of the next two or three or four days, a whole bunch of things just kind of lined up. Even when I did something dumb, not like not get gas, somehow the car got to the gas pump. I was hungry, didn't feel like cooking DiGiorno pizza. And a bunch of other things happened during the course of the week that were lucky for me. Good old-fashioned, good old, good-fashioned, good luck. But you got to be careful. Because what if what if that car got stuck in the intersection? Hmm? I would have had to push the damn thing. That wouldn't have been good, right? Anything can happen. Anything could have happened in those types of circumstances. You know what I'm talking about. You do some things. Good luck happens to you. You get arrogance and you're going, ain't nothing going to happen. I'm just going to walk right through this tough neighborhood. And you walk through the tough neighborhood and a guy walks up and he's about to whip your ass. And then he's about to punch you in the face. And he goes, Jim. And you realize he's somebody you grew up with. Is he a criminal? Yes. But he's not going to rob you. Why? Because he knows you. You're lucky. Had you come by five minutes earlier, you'd have a knife in your ass. Had you come by five minutes later, you'd have a knife in your ass. But he just happened to run across your childhood friend who was a criminal who decided to give you the thumbs up. Don't stab that guy. I know him. And I've been in that situation. (laughs) And you have all this luck. But I got news for you, man. Good luck will get mad at you if you don't try to do some stuff for yourself. Oh, yeah. Good luck. Don't like that. Good luck. Kick your ass if you don't try to help yourself. 
Sometimes you just, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll just let it happen. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I ain't got time to worry about that crap. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's mad at me, but she's not going to do anything, you know? Yeah, of course I was lucky to find a woman like her, but she's just acting like an idiot. I'm going to give her a couple of days to cool off, and she she ain't going no place. I mean, come on, man, please. You know what I mean? Yeah, I should call her up and apologize, but I ain't got time for that crap. Maybe she should apologize to me. And a couple of days go by. Oh, no. Normally, she would call you back after the fight, but this time she ain't calling back. And now you ain't going to call her because why would you call her? She's the one that she and she and then all of a sudden it's two weeks. But you're both too stubborn. You but then again, you don't know what's going on over there. And then you call up and. Burp. Hello. Uh, is Margaret there? Who's this? It's Jim. Margaret, you know what, Jim? I used to date him. You the gym she used to date? Yeah. Yeah, um, I got your address now. We're mailing your shit back to you. Who are you? Doesn't matter who I am. Only thing that you need to know is don't call here anymore. Oh, no. You find you had good luck. You find that good woman. And then you didn't do what you were supposed to do. And all of a sudden, good luck got mad at you. And all of a sudden, that other guy got some good luck. Oh, yeah. Good luck will get mad at you if you don't try to help yourself. <coughs> right? Find a personal trainer. Right? You finally connect with a personal trainer. And all the other personal trainers kind of sucked. You didn't want to work with them. They were too perky, too stupid, too this, too that. But this personal trainer connects with you, likes you, believes in you. You were lucky to find this personal trainer. You were lucky to be accepted by this personal trainer. But then all of a sudden you're figuring... Well, he likes me. She likes me. I don't got to show up all the time. Hey, Billa, I can't be there this time. <laughs> I can't be there this time. Next day, I can't be there this time. And all of a sudden, you call up. I can't be there. Doesn't matter if you can be here or not. Why? Because I'm not. You're not my client anymore. But I want to. No, 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 no. I only want to have people around that are really serious about working about working out. Um, you know, don't call anymore. But 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 da 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 da. No. Good luck. It's mad at you. Good luck. It's mad at you if you don't do your part, man. I know the I know I I I've, I've been there before. You know when I went to Los Angeles I had some good luck, man. Found a place to stay really quickly. Found, you know, reconnected with a good woman really quickly. <coughs> had a guy hooking me up with these stage shows really quickly. Everything was going good. It was too damn easy. Found this delicious woman. Oh yeah. Got a guy who's hooking me up at all these shows. Oh yeah. All of a sudden I'm in I'm in good shape. Oh yeah. Good luck loves me. And then I didn't do my part. I didn't show up for enough I didn't do enough shows. You know? That's too far away. Hmm? Are we going to hang out tonight? Eh, I don't know. Hmm? I ain't working out, man. I'm in shape already. Hmm? And all of a sudden, you wind up, you're not in L.A. anymore. You're not getting any more shows anymore. You don't have the woman anymore. And uh, you, you, you don't have the six-pack anymore, damn it. Good luck was just sitting there going, you believe this guy? You believe this guy? Look at him. Look at him. I got him in Los Angeles. I got him a good woman. I got him a dude that's hooking him up with these shows. I got him in shape. Okay. I got something real good for his punk ass. Make him fat. Hey, what the hell? Hey, what the hell is going on? My stomach is...
the hell happened to my oh man this is bullshit man it doesn't really matter she still loves me and she's fucking someone okay that's great it's just just my Oh, well, it doesn't matter if I, if I, I, I gain the weight back and my woman is now banging some dude. It doesn't matter. Uh, because it's just, you know, I, I got an, I got an old girlfriend that I knew back in Philadelphia. We broke up back in Philadelphia. Maybe I'll get back together with her. That's not going to happen either. Okay. So the, the hot girl I meet here is boning someone. There's a girl. Uh, moved back in Philly and she moved out to LA. I figured I'd reconnect with her. And then that did, that also did not work out. And I got heavy again. This is just, well, at least my career is going well. I'm sure that, you know, there's this whole deal I had there with the whole sitcom thing. Is that that's not going to work out either. Okay. That's just, this is this. Uh, what's that over there? How you doing? Hey, what's going on? You don't recognize me. Do you? Uh, no. Do I know you? You used to. What's your name? Good luck. You've been, uh, you ain't been around that often, man. Nope. What's up with that? Well, I used to be around you all the time, remember? Hmm? Remember how easy it was when you were back in Philadelphia? Hmm? See, back then you actually put the work in. You get out to Los Angeles and I tried to hand you some more luck. I actually tried to give you some more good luck. And you didn't do what you were supposed to do. So I had to teach you a lesson. Oh, I kind of fucked up, huh? Yeah, you did. Well, here's the thing, my friends. Now I'm doing this podcast. And the audience is growing. And I'm getting some good feedback from wonderful people. You know, other podcasters and audience members. I'm getting some nice reviews and nice emails from people in different countries and stuff like that. I'm meeting a lot of new, wonderful folks. And as I look across the room right now, I see good luck looking at me. And good luck is smiling now. Ah, good luck is giving me the okay sign. Ooh, so I think things are looking up, right, good luck? Don't push it, jackass. Sorry, just finish doing your show because you're kind of getting full of yourself i might make you fall in the snow tomorrow no don't do that made you fall in the snow last month i know why'd you do that i don't like the way you were walking you were kind of you know strolling a little bit too much i always stroll yeah but i didn't like it come on man let's finish your goddamn show all right what are you gonna talk about um uh, the Oscar scandal. I'm gonna finish uh, talking. I'm gonna finish up the episode by talking about the Oscar stuff. Okay, go ahead. Thanks. Anyway, folks, how you guys doing? Uh, let's talk about that Oscar stuff. <laughs> Everybody got. Uh, I was getting people calling me um, and writing to me about the the Oscar situation. When they, people asked me what I thought about it. You know, should you boycott the Oscars? Uh, because of the lack of diversity, uh, the Academy Awards and the Academy, the Academy Awards, and would you should you boycott? Would you boycott the if you were nominated? Would you would you would you boycott? Would you go? Would you, and I'll be honest with you, I come at it from a different perspective. You know, would do I think that the Oscars should have more diversity? Absolutely, of course they do. Um, 
But the thing about it is, and this is just my personal philosophy. This doesn't have anything necessarily to do with the grand scheme of things, but this is just the way I carry myself. I can't imagine me knowing myself the way I do, the way I am, that I would actually feel empty if I went through an entire successful movie career with a string of hits behind me if I never got an Oscar. And that's the truth. Is it an impressive award? Sure it is. Sure it's an impressive award. You know, I mean, if if you really think about it, it's an impressive award because you've been told over the course of time it's an impressive award. If you get this award, it means you're among the best actors. It means you're a big, gigantic thing. It means you're the biggest, the best, the coolest, the greatest, the this, the that. And that's what it means. Well, Frank Johnson is an Oscar winner and Susie Smith is an Oscar winner. Oh, Oscar winning actress, Susie Smith, Oscar winning actor, Frank Johnson, Oscar, 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 Oscar. Yes, it's an impressive thing, but I got I got news for you. I'd rather have a string of hits movies that make a lot of money. You know, people act like winning the Oscar is the equivalent of winning the Super Bowl. And I would have to say, no, that's not quite right. Having a successful movie career is like winning the Super Bowl. Winning the Oscar is like winning the MVP in the Super Bowl. It's a wonderful accolade, but in the grand scheme of things, the most important thing is winning the Super Bowl. If somebody said to me, you can have a 30 movie career, okay? Now, the movies you make will make not make that much money, but you'll win an Oscar. Or you can have a string of mega blockbusters and never even sniff an Oscar. But you'll have a whole bunch of people who love your movies. The critics may think you're gay, but the people love your movies. I'll take that in a minute. You know, I really will. Would I like to have Oscars? Would I like to win an Oscar? Sure. I don't necessarily see that happening because I, I really, the career that I'm going to, that I'm building for myself would not necessarily lead its, lend itself to me winning one of those things. But I don't like trying to force myself into a party I wasn't invited to, you know, because if I force myself into a party, that essentially means to me that the default is that I'm not valid until I get one of those statues, which means any movie that I make, whether it's successful, if people like it, if people love it, if people can't get enough of it, if people buy it, if people download it, if people get dressed up in the uniforms that we were in the movie, like the, like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and it becomes a cult classic and people are watching it forever. And I'm always going to Comic-Con and there's 10,000 people showing up because I'm there because I played Captain whatever in, in some movie. I'd rather be validated by the fact that when I create some work, a lot of people like it and it means something to them. <clears throat> that's what I'm, that's what, that's what interests me. This, I want people to like what I do because it's good. You know, it's like this podcasting, you know, you know, they, 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 there's awards for podcasting, streamy awards or whatever the hell is going on there. If I never win one of those who, you know, and maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know. But if I have people that listen to this thing on a regular basis and enjoy themselves, they're sitting in their cars listening to this and going, man, this guy tells a good story. Or if I decide to make you laugh, this guy's funny. If I decide to tell you something touching or this guy that was a really poignant and insightful story, I'd rather have that. 
I really would. You know, I watch people fight about the Oscars, and I'm sitting there going, guys, it's it's a group of people that you don't know who, you know, a group of 6,000 people out of millions. Which votes mean more to you? The 6,000 people that go, yeah, you know what? That was one of the best movies I saw. Or the 15 million who saw the movie three times and can't wait to go and buy it on Amazon and download it. Right? Which 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 group of people is more important to you? Yes, like I said, you'd like to have both groups. You'd like to have people that in the Academy would vote for your movie and is the greatest, you know, Oscar winner. You can get in your nice suit and stand up there and talk about your agent, your manager, and thank your wife and all of that. But at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, what's more important, man? You know, so... I mean, I can understand why somebody would want to boycott the show. I get it, you know, to make a point. But if you really think about it, I would rather just create an award show honoring the best movies, you know, <laughs> just create another award show. You know, there was a time when the Oscars were in some little tiny little dinky room. They weren't always the Oscars. <clears throat> Maybe you have to create something else. Maybe you have to create another awards program that is more inclusive of the kind of movies that you think should be awarded. And quite frankly, if the movies are really good and these movies, some of the movies that we're talking about that were, that were not nominated were really good. If the movies are that good and you create another award, the, 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 you know, the diamond awards or whatever the hell you want to call it. And you start to award those excellent movies. If people start noticing that the winners of these awards, the Diamond Awards or whatever you want to call it, if people start to notice that these movies are excellent films, all that's going to happen is the prestige of that award is going to rise. Right? So I would rather just create another awards program and, and have it be a more diverse group of winners. And then eventually you'll have an award that's on par with that. Or at the very least, it's an award that people will think highly of. Well, I didn't win an Oscar, but I won a Diamond Award. I'm not above boycotting places. I'll be honest with you. I mean, uh, I mean, this is going to kind of sound stupid to bring up a sandwich place when I'm talking about boycotting the Oscars. But, you know, I would rather just, you know, like I said, I went to a sandwich place that didn't treat me right. I didn't try to get into that sandwich place i just said i'm not going there anymore see i'm a, I'm a quiet boycotter i'll i'll just like not i'll literally just go fuck that place and then i'll go either go someplace else or create my own shit come on man let us in i don't want to be in if you don't want me in if you're not inviting me to a party fuck you i'll create a party over here and quite frankly, if I create a party with the criteria that I'm interested in, I'm going to have more fun here. Right? Imagine if there was another awards program <coughs> that celebrated the, the, the best in film. And it included everybody and the people that were voting for the awards looked more like the country, you know, percentage wise, you know, age wise. It was all ages, all ethnic groups, all religions. And they all honestly just looked at the film and then looked at it technically and said, okay, this was the best job this year. It wasn't because, well, he didn't win an award last year, so we're it's his time. 
Those are the kind of things that I overhear people talking about when they talk about these awards. And you hear that it's his year. And you know for a fact that sometimes you'll watch somebody win an award, an Academy Award for Best Actor or Best Actress. And it's and, it, and obviously it's a good role to even get there because they're, they're not going to put crap movies up there. But you know damn well the year before they did a, they did a performance that was five times better and they should have won that year and, and the people gave the award to somebody else. And who was that somebody else? Someone who did a, a better performance the year before that. They're always behind. You always, I see a lot of times I'll see people get an Oscar either on, you know, early in their career when it's like, really? Or in the middle of their career when they should have gotten an Oscar 10 years earlier or five years earlier or last year. It's his time now. So let's not act like these things are anything but subjective, anything but clickish, because we know that's what they are. I would just I literally, like I said, I, my when I boycott something, I don't just go, I'm going to not go there till you let me in. I don't do that. If I boycott some shit, I boycott shit permanently. If I say I am boycotting the Oscars, if that's what is what I would, would do, it would be real. I would just completely erase it from my life and not pay attention to it. I wouldn't watch it on television. I wouldn't bring it up in conversation. I would just go fuck the Oscars. That's what I would do if that was, if I was inclined to boycott them. And I would also, like I said, build, find a, create an award and make sure that I put the best of the best of the best of the best, be inclusive, but make sure the best of the best of the best of the best of the best get awards and then you don't have to sit there wondering why these people won't give you an awards. I don't give a fuck about people that don't want me to be at their party. I don't give a shit. You don't want me at your party? That's fine. I'll throw my own party. Hope that answers your question. Because <laughs> I got a lot of people asking me if I, what I thought about that. I always that, that, That's always been one of the things that annoyed me the most. You know, is uh, getting distracted by stupid crap. And I, I talk about a lot of stupid crap on the podcast, but it's the podcast. You know, I'm, I, I, this is where I tell stupid stories. I mean, that's that's what I do here. I tell dumbass stories. That's what this is for. But, you know, sometimes you see these things and they blow up. They get so big and they get so blown out of proportion. They're on the news all the time and. You know, you got people going back and forth. I turned on YouTube and there were people going to war with each other over an award that the people that are on YouTube were never going to get in the first place. Yeah, well, you that guy up there, man, he should just boycott because, well, hey, that guy, he's just boycotting because he didn't get and he just, yeah, of course they're boycotting because they didn't get it. Well, you, you boycott when you don't get something. Nobody boycotts because they got too much of it. I would like to boycott these Oscars because they keep giving me these damn Oscars and I don't want them. You know what I'm saying? I walked into the damn the Oscar ceremony and they handed me 15 Oscars and I keep saying listen guys I don't want more of these do not make me boycott these damn Oscars because you keep giving them to me uh, okay we will, we will not give you any more Oscars I promise could you hold this what's in this bag damn it there's more Oscars in here I'm boycotting you bastards that's I can't take it no you boycott because you can't get something you know, boycott people were boycotting Walmart and picking in Walmart. They weren't picking in Walmart because Walmart was paying them too much money and giving them too many health benefits. Were they? Hell no. They boycotted because they weren't getting enough. I'm wondering about my beautiful bastards. Would you? 
Would you boycott the Oscars if you were a black person? Would you do it? What do you think? As a black person, I would say I already boycotted the Oscars a long time ago because I, I really don't pay much attention to them. <laughs> it's like I don't I don't even watch the award show because it's, it's too stuffy for me. It's too stuffy, man. It's just, you know, I watch the Golden Globes because I like to watch Ricky, Ricky Gervais say stuff that makes the people in the audience incredibly uncomfortable. That shit's hilarious to me. The Oscars, a little bit too serious. Guys, you're a bunch of rich people pretending to be other people. You should be smiling and happy. You know? The Oscar I mean it's, it's, it's like um uh like the to me it's like the Pro Bowl in football. You know? It's like the Pro Bowl players, we already know you're great players. You picked this why are they going to Hawaii and playing a meaningless football game? You're risking getting injured. You know what I'm saying? You all can afford to go to Hawaii your damn selves. The games usually suck. You can't play the right way. You can't sack the quarterback. You can't kill each other like you normally do. So what are you doing here? They should just say, here the Pro Bowlers have a have a 20-minute ceremony or a half-an-hour show where they just show pictures and show highlights, and these guys are Pro Bowlers. Congratulations, and get it over with. And in the and in the real world, if this if the world was really normal, because it's not normal, they would just when they had the these the ceremonies for the Oscars, they would literally just come out. You know, hi, um, this is Good Morning America, and we're we're about to go to the Oscar ceremony where a bunch of people who pretend to be other people are going to have uh have an award for who pretended to be people that they're not the best. And here we go. And instead of just uh, announcing the nominees, they should just literally come out and announce who won the crap. That's what they should do. That way you ain't got to get into those stupid $16,000 suits. We don't have to watch a bunch of people walk down the stupid red carpet, you know, trying to sound like they all have English accents when you knew damn well they grew up in Chicago. What are you wearing? Well, I'm wearing the Cheerio. Aren't you from Chicago? Oh, no, my name's Muffy now. Shut the fuck up. You know, goddamn well, you're from fucking Chicago. Stop trying to sound like you're from fucking Brazil, jackass. <laughs> answered the same dumbass question you know the role was really taxing you know and they handed me these, these a piece of paper with some words on them i had to memorize them and then say them to someone else while wearing makeup and pretending to be someone else you know someone gave me something to say and there's a lady behind the camera telling me how to behave but it was just it was i i, I barely made it out alive you know, when they handed me that check for seven million, I said, oh, God, I'm so glad to finally get this uh, because it, it was too taxing. And just and this. And by the way, I'm wearing a suit by blah, blah, blah. Fuck out of here. So what I'm saying is <laughs> I don't take the Oscar thing that seriously as far as my personal uh, my personal feelings. Like I said, I don't watch the show. You know, if, like I said, I mean, if, if, it's, if it's trending on Twitter, you know, and something funny happens. And then, and then I realized I don't even really need to turn to the show because if something funny happens, somebody is going to vine it. Somebody's going to put it on Facebook. Somebody's going to put the video on YouTube. Some, you know, so I don't even really have to go there, you know, and watch that crap. You know. But now, here's the funny thing. Now that I said this, watch, five years from now, I'm going to be nominated for that shit and then wind up winning it. <coughs> and then and then. It, you know, and I'm going to go on stage. I just want to say right now, uh, 
when I was younger, man, uh, growing up in Philadelphia back in the day, uh, before I moved to Los Angeles, New Jersey, uh, I didn't believe in myself. And, uh, you know, people made fun of me because I was a little fat kid and a little smart fat kid. And, uh, and I never knew that, that you know, that, that, that I would have the ability to, you know, be on stage like this tonight, holding this Oscar. I just want to say that there's a little kid at home right now and you probably think that you can't have a dream and you can't be who you need to be. What I want you to know right now, I'm living the dream. I'm finally here with an Oscar and I feel that this is the greatest moment of the world. I would like to thank my lovely wife and our two kids. I would like to thank them as well. I would like to thank my producer, blah, 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 my director and various other people, blah, 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 blah. And I want to say thank you very much. I, I normally don't cry in public, but I, <laughs> and I want to thank you very much. Good night. And then I walk into the back and they start talking to me. And, of course, some reporter who always digs up crap on people comes up to me. Well, that's Anthony. It was a really, it was a really touching Oscar acceptance speech. Oh, thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. And um, let me ask you a question. You were up there crying. Yeah, it was an emotional moment. You know, I, you know, to win the, an, uh, an award of this, you know, this magnitude is pretty, you know, it just blows my mind that I actually, you know, I'm a, I am an Oscar winner and it's something that people can't take away from me. Really? It's, it's an Oscar? Yeah, there was a, it was a podcast you did. I believe it's episode number 199 back in 2016. Uh, I, th- I thought I erased that when, when I realized I was nominated. I thought, you know, when I was nominated for the Oscar that, uh, I thought my assistant actually went and erased that episode. I didn't realize that that episode was still there. Oh, we we uh we we uh knew there was some buzz that there was a chance you were going to be nominated um for Super Slaves in Outer Space, your hit movie. Um but um uh, so we downloaded it quickly. Uh, we didn't realize we were going to try to be slick and erase it and then put back the ex- exact episode with that whole section cut out. Uh yes, I I did not realize I'm you know, I think I have to go. I don't really have time for these questions. My, where's my PR person? She should be pulling me away. We had her kidnapped and beaten because we knew she would try to take you away. Um, back in the day, Mr. Thomas, it says here in the episode that you think that it's all stupid and that um, it's not really that big of a deal. It's really not that important in the grand scheme of things and you really don't care if you win an Oscar. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> Oh God! I did not realize that you would have that. That you would have that episode downloaded before my assistant was, who's about to be fired for not erasing it. When I told him, <laughs> well, I was I was just really. I mean, if you really think about it, it was a comedy podcast. You know, I I do little. You know, there was like little sketches and characters, and I told funny stories from my life. It's, you really can't take any of that seriously. Oh no, Mister Thomas, I'm actually a big fan of your podcast, and I can tell when you're actually doing a comedy sketch or doing fake characters and pretending to be other people for for our amusement and when you're actually telling the truth about how you feel about something and for me as someone who's been a long time bastard a long time beautiful bastard as you like to call us um i'm pretty sure that you were shitting on the oscars back then listen lady let me tell you something Back then, I was just starting to do my podcast. My podcast was just starting to become popular. I did not expect it to become a big deal. I did not expect it to start doing movies like that. And how the hell did I know that I was going to be the star of Super Slaves and Outer Space and get this best actor Oscar? How did I know? You're going to hold me accountable to crap I said five years ago? Shut up.
I didn't really, I did, none of that, 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 that. When people say they don't like awards or they don't care about awards, that only applies and it only mean, makes sense and it only counts if that person is not ever going to be nominated for it. Back then, I didn't think I was ever going to be nominated for an Oscar. But now that, that when I found that I was going to be nominated for an Oscar, I realized I needed to take all of that crap back. So let me just say this to the Academy. Here, Academy, before you get mad and throw in some loophole and take my shit back, I just want to say right now, I apologize for everything I said. Everything you guys do in the Academy is right. And please don't take my Oscar because it's important to me. <laughs> I don't care if I sold out. Shut up. I'm an Oscar winner. <laughs> okay, Mr. Thomas, you've effectively slurped the asses of the people in the in, uh, in the in the Oscar voting, and they said you can keep your award. Fantastic! And uh, is there going to be a Super Slaves in Outer Space number two? <laughs> this is Hollywood. This is going to be a two, three, and four. We're going to keep milking that shit until you know it, it doesn't make any money, and then also until all of my black friends tell me to go to fuck myself because I'm embarrassing them. Okay, we're going to leave now. We had a nice little talk with Oscar winner S. Anthony Thomas, who embarrassed himself by being in that bullshit movie, but he has an Oscar, so fuck everybody. <laughs> so what I'm saying, my friends, is. It's really not that important in the grand scheme of things. It's a nice award to win. It's it's a great thing. Any award is great. But you know, but to me, a boycott should include building your own. You know, and I think that's that's what I would do. I would build my own, and not give a fuck about trying to be you know what somebody else wants me to be. That's my philosophy. And know what else that is, folks. That's the end of this episode. This is episode number 199 of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Um, much love to everybody, all my Potter and family, and all my beautiful bastards. I want to thank you guys for all the support. Um, much love to you for listening to me for all this time. Not, you know, for, for I mean, this is, like I said, this is episode number 199. Good Lord. And, and, and every, you guys are listening and bringing people back, and I really appreciate that. Uh, if you're a new person, you're listening to the podcast for the first time, uh, follow me on Twitter at at S Anthony Thomas, uh, follow the podcasts, Twitter, which is at S Anthony says, and, uh, make sure you subscribe and rate to the show, uh, subscribe to the show and rate the show. It really would help out. I'd appreciate it. Uh, seriously, my friends, I just want to say much love to all of you and I will see you next week with episode number 200. I wonder what I'm going to do. A mystery. (laughs) S. Anthony. Out.